Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. For today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Michelle Esquerdo. Michelle is a local-based artist who was born and raised in Montgomery County, Maryland, and earned her BFA from the University of Maryland. Michelle believes art should be an interactive experience and strives to create art that is engaging and multidimensional. She encourages her audience to touch her art in hopes that it will stimulate other senses and enrich the overall experience. Michelle, thank you for joining us. I'm so glad you agreed to do this interview. You're someone I'm truly inspired by in terms of work ethic, and I can't wait to learn how, how your work has evolved and the opportunities art has provided for you. So how are you doing? Give us a, um, given our current reality. Um, Oddly enough, given the current reality, I feel like it's actually sparked um, more opportunities because more people are in the house with less distraction. And now <laughs> suddenly they are very more appreciative of artists, mm. whether it be painters like us or photographers, poets, insert, whatever. People are now understanding how bored they would be if they didn't have film, they didn't have this. And um through that, I've been getting so many more people now are like actually want to put money towards whether it's a commission they always talked about doing or, you know, they're bored. They can't go anywhere. Now they want to host a class at home on Zoom. And so it's been for me, oddly, really great. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but it's also I couldn't go anywhere. So, you know how sometimes you want to work on a piece. Yeah. And then um, you get easily like, oh, I'm going to go out for drinks. And then you're always going to get to it. This has allowed me to do exactly the things that I said I was going to do and I did it. Oh, brilliant. So how long does it take you to um, do an art piece? Depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. You know, sometimes you can crank it out in a day if you're really inspired by it. And other times it takes like a month because you can't even look at it. So Right, yeah. If you were to describe your artistic style in five words, what would it be? Ooh, it's such a, okay, so colorful just because like that's my, my, my thing. I think it's kind of playful as well. Like it's kind of has like a little childlike vibe to it. It's very energetic. Um, highly textured. I don't know how to like make that into one word. And then um, I honestly feel like it's kind of loving. Like it, it gives you like warm vibes, I feel. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it because that's what I see when I see your work. Oh, really? Like, nice. Also, <laughs> it's lively, but it's also like the little piece of uh, child in everybody. Like the mm-hmm. little, little yeah. child of you comes out. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. how long have you been painting and when did you realize making art was your calling? I've been painting now for, what, we graduated college. Uh, so like 10 years. 
if not a little more, but I feel like really once we did hit art jams and we were around other artists and like-minded people, yeah, that's mm-hmm. when I realized like, oh, you're not, I mean, you're special, but it's also not that rare. And then you get around your tribe and it just was like sitting in an office just won't do when you know right. there's spaces that we could totally create and make it work off of that. Definitely. Since I've known you, you've you have used art to connect non-artists to their creative side. This takes a level of patience that not many artists can do or are willing to do. Why is it important for you to teach others art? Because I feel like there's value in it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's this whole unspoken part of people that they left when they, you know, as they grew Mm -hmm. and it keeps you tapped into it. It allows you to be daring without, you know, having to jump out of like a plane or whatever. It allows you to be daring. It allows you to be bold. It also allows you to realize, okay, you fudged it up. Give it a second. You can rework it and you can apply that in life. And I feel like sometimes people are just so high strung. Just remind you like all this, none of this is really permanent. So just yeah. like, so. Thank you. That was really nice. <laughs> Um, would you consider yourself to be more of an artist than an educator? Yeah, I mean, I would just because I don't attack it in the same way that a professor would. Mm-hmm. So I more I would view it more as like a teaching artist, somebody who knows how to work the mediums and is willing to show somebody else. But I'm not um, as qualified as I feel like a, a teacher truly is. That's going to give you all the nuts and bolts. I'm just going to give you tools on how to make some magic. Yeah, I kind of disagree coming from art school. (laughs) Coming from art school and I'm like, ah, well, I think any artist, like an artist Mm -hmm. like yourself can be Mm -hmm. that type of teacher. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. That's Um, (laughs) weird. In recent years, you have had the opportunity to work on large state-funded commissions that are grandiose in scale. Can you share a little bit about which projects those were? Okay, so I have done... So it's like a mural project that I've done in Silver Spring, and this year will be the third year running. Already? Yeah. Isn't that insane? Yeah, I literally just had a um, meeting with a couple of other artists that I do it with. And so it's a holiday tree or a community tree Mm -hmm. since we keep it very vague so that way every walk of life can enjoy it and if that's not their religion or their background they can still just look at it as a pretty art installation and that's cool to work in a public art space because those are different rules like you can't do like how you would approach a canvas yeah no it's not free for all you have to you can come up with an idea and then the city has to approve it the property manager has to approve it just to make sure they don't want to offend anybody they don't want any problems, but also like an artist to try to, you know, wrangle it in. That's the hard part because we, we just see like, oh, large scale and this is a budget. We can throw all this at it. And they're like, no, bring it in crazy. Yeah. So that's been cool. Um, and the first time that we did it, we did like, um, it was a community style base. So it was like everybody together. Mm-hmm. And then last year it was just, um, it was a light show, which was really cool because I'm big into lights. And this year we're flirting between, we're going to work with Tool or um, 
big, big cutouts, wood cutouts of snowflakes That's because awesome. everybody, everybody's a different, you know how they say snowflakes have all different designs and then mm-hmm. it's like wrap it up all together that everybody has their own little special thing. That's so, really yeah, awesome. There. And so, then, mm-hmm. oh, and then the mural project that we're going to do in Hyattsville for Black Lives Matter, which mm-hmm. that is, I'm very excited about that. And I'm super thrilled that that's probably going to take off in the fall because imagine painting outside right yes. now. <laughs> really, really hot outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for our listeners who are artists that have never, um, gone beyond the canvas Uh want to Mm -hmm. um what are your recommendations for where they can uh look for those opportunities okay so there is a website called Mm cafe.org and so it's just a call for artists but it's uh, countrywide so that way you can even like apply to a gig in you can apply for a gig in another state I also like oddly I found random gigs on Craigslist. Really? I just like yeah. I like when I did. So there was this one company that I, they wanted to paint all their dumpsters, mm-hmm. and me and my friend found it on there, and we painted like six of their dumpsters. So that way, oh we went down the street, they have all these cool different designs, and they stand out in the small city that they're in because they're like, oh, have you seen the you know, the truck has rainbows and hearts and all that jazz. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so Craigslist I've tried. And also um, any of those forums that are just artists connecting with artists, mm-hmm. I would totally say join those groups, even on Facebook, Instagram, even if it's not something that you're going to be super active in. Right. Or occasionally you pop in, you can always end up vibing with one person all you need to do mm-hmm. is really truly make connection with like one or two people mm-hmm. and once you have each other's back you're good good <laughs> yeah go. and that's why like even the shows the pop-up shows that sometimes you know it's whether it's pancakes and booze raw mm-hmm. things like that doing a couple of those you meet other artists that are located in your city and they understand absolutely the, the grind of it all so if you buy just vibe out with that person, you're good to go. And they'll tell you about an opportunity and vice versa. Awesome. So how important is it for artists to reflect the times? You know, that's what I've just broached in this recent um, 30 day challenge that I was doing. I think, I think it's highly important because as artists, we are naturally like sensitive and Mm -hmm. more empathetic about just everything around us but I also think it's a hard, you know, gap to really take the vulnerability to do it. But I think it's our role just in the same way we look to music, which then inspires us. You need to, there's a time and a space for everything. And you can totally make one piece that's reflective on now and still have another piece that's reflective on you. But mm-hmm. it's, it just shows your present and how in tune you are with the world around you. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your 30 day challenge on Instagram. Why did you start and what is it? <laughs> okay. So I gave myself a 30 day challenge and I do it every other month. Mm-hmm. And so really what it was was because so since I am a teaching artist and I also paint for myself and insert whatever, there are times that 
I just wasn't painting just for like painting sake and everything was like for a job. So it's not as fun, you know, and you're just like, it also doesn't keep you inspired and on your toes. Mm -hmm. So then I like came up with this idea one day. I was like, all right, so 10 minutes a day for 30 days, the same thing. Let's just see what happens. And so then I started filming it and then it just became like a thing by the third time that I did it. I was like, okay, this could be a thing. Like, we'll just go with it just for consistency base, just to see what happens. But it ends up being super um, reflective. At the end of the month, you have this piece that you've hung out with for the whole month. And you do end up talking about what's going on in your life in that moment. And it's helped me to stay creative on days where you don't feel like it. There's also days you don't know what to do, but now you've added the pressure of opening it up for allowing other people to see your process. I love it. Oh, I always wow. go to your page to watch <laughs> how the painting so has evolved. But it makes you like, it's also like your accountability because now you've decided you're gonna show it. So now you need to be consistent. So it's good because it gives like subtle pressure, but it also, um, keeps you creative. So that's why I started doing it. And so by this third time that I did it, I realized it was a thing that for me was going well. So now I'm like, okay, now I'm going to stick to doing it every other month. So, so would you agree that this has become a creative habit for you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. So 100%. how, how have the art challenges, um, improved in, Oh, we already answered that. So skip that. <laughs> what are you doing when you're not creating art? Oh my gosh. So lately, since we can't really do much, typically I'd be traveling just because that's my summer jam. I do like a little traveling in summer. I actually really love traveling in the winter since winter here is just a nightmare. Yeah. But um, since that's not a thing, I've been doing a lot of hiking, a lot of like hiking and outdoors. And right now I'm going through a phase where I'm like obsessed with clouds. (laughs) I know it's weird, but like, it makes you like you know how people say go stand by the ocean to mm. remind yourself to feel small look up <laughs> like that'll make you that'll center you out thanks for the tip <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what are some things that inspires you um music for sure um also other artists like just seeing how they do things that your mind wouldn't even process doing it the same way is yeah. incredible mm-hmm. because they're speaking so much on themselves and how their mind works without even like realizing it. So looking at other artists and how they would process stuff, that's inspiring. And you try it out and you're like, okay, I can't, but at least, at least we tried it. And I worked, the one place that I work at has a lot of different mediums. So there's a mm-hmm. whole ceramics department, all of these different um, styles. So that keeps me on my toes because it makes me always want to try stuff like um I recently just tried resin for the first time I always tried to stay away from it just because I knew I'd become obsessed and uh I tried it so now I'm obsessed and and now I'm like maybe I'll get these molds and I'll try doing some resin art but we'll see I don't know fantastic you have never tried resin before oh my god dude like made okay I it was actually um Marcus, who we used to work with at Art Jams, it was yes. his idea. I it was like, dude, I don't know what to do for the last couple of days of this challenge because I really like the balance of the piece and I don't want to throw just something on it just to be like, well, I did my ten minutes. And mm-hmm. he's like, 
put resin on it, it's going to take two days to cure. And I was like, wow. genius. And so I did it. Wow. And then I was like, oh, God, it just instantly made it look so cool. And I was like, obsessed. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to start pouring on like everything. So you can apply resin to canvas or yeah. anywhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do it to canvas. You can also do molds. Like people make jewelry out of it too. What? Wow. Yeah. And like some people do like layers of it, which that the patient's level on that is insane. It's like yeah. you can pour it, do little colors, wait for it to cure. And it's like a ah, whole layered thing. Yeah. I should probably try that. Yeah. It was, I'm not going to lie to you. It instantly, I felt like where I thought my painting was, it brought it like two notches up. I was like, okay. It looks cool. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so how important is art collaboration to you? Oh, it's so important. It's so important. Like once you get feel confident enough in your style and you feel, you know, secure in your skills, I think collaborating with other artists, it can only just improve your skills and help you. Your, that's just giving you a constant space to learn. Mm-hmm. So you have to be in the head. You have to be in the headspace to understand, like, you know, some people like can draw literally look at a person and draw them exactly like that, like a Xerox copier, and but that not, might not be your strong suit, and vice versa. You just have to make sure it's not a competition, and that you're in the headspace to understand. It's just like you're gonna learn from this person and Definitely. vice versa. So uh, I'm with it. I think collaboration just. It also keeps the connection, like I was saying, like in the networking, you need yeah. that vibe. I was just about to ask, um, how do you um, network through people? That's another question that I wanted to ask for my listeners mm-hmm. um, who have incredible work and are doing their thing as far as being creative. Mm-hmm. But if they really want to be able to uh, have a group exhibition opportunity or to maybe meet other artists, where should they go and how should they go about doing it? So, the, okay, so a couple ways. One, so whatever city that you're in, like, so for us in DC, we have the hashtag a creative DC, we have the hashtag made in DC. Mm-hmm. Also, we also have the hashtag uh, Black Girls Who Paint. So depending on whatever your tribe is, follow that hashtag. You can like other artists. You can also message them when they create something that you like. And then you start a dialogue. And then once you start that dialogue with somebody and they know that it's coming from a genuine place, you're giving them the same way that they're giving you, the opportunity just rolls there. Mm-hmm. And that's just in this climate since we can't really go to events right now. Um, but I, t- I, every day I take, um, during the work week, I have like a certain allotted amount of time that I spend where I'm going to different hashtags and I'm liking people within that. Even if it's like shooting a little small message, those little things just help build community and um, opportunity, I feel. Great. What's the best advice you've ever been given? I mean, honestly, it's just being, you know, confident in your skill set. And that's, it takes so long to understand like what that means, especially when you're an insecure artist and you're trying to like find your way. And then when you do find your way, you're still going to find insecure moments. It's just trusting your own skill set and knowing that, what you create is unique because it's coming from you and without you that wouldn't be there and there's power in that 
definitely. Should all artists have a website? Yeah, even if it's a shitty one. <laughs> like, yeah, because different generations get to you through different things. So if it's me, I wouldn't have a Facebook page. But all my older clientele have Facebook. comes to me through Facebook. <laughs> and then there's a whole other group of people that only get to you through your mailing list, through your website that they like. So you need all the mediums, the Instagram, the this, the that, just because there's going to be a different facet of people that respond to different things. And that's just giving you more and more opportunity for communication. Great. So we've talked a little bit about um, some of the materials you use, but what other materials do you use other than resin? Um, and is it acrylic paint that you work yeah. with or do mm -hmm. you dabble in other types of uh, mediums and materials? So I've dabbled in glass. I've dabbled in, I like building the surface up. So I do do sometimes do collage work and things that'll make it textured and raised because I do like the idea of like when you're because you know some art settings can be super stuffy and you see something and someone made something and it's fuzzy and you want to touch it and so I like yeah. I like doing stuff like that that makes people like want to feel a little touch or um grab at it so I do play with textures that um it can be any found object because I've worked with shells I've worked with crab shells it's just really what appeals to me at that moment. Hmm. How do you know when your art is done? When you don't want to do anything else to it, where you can't even, you know what I mean? Where you're like, if I put this dot, I don't know if it's going to mess it up. And so that should be when you call it quits, when you're just like, I can't even think of the next thing I would add. How important are titles to your painting? Oh, I hate, that's my only <laughs> Like, if I could just be like, this is number, you know, 20, untitled 20, I would do that. But mm. some people say it's important. I That's my least favorite part. Yeah. That and logging all the hours to price it out. Right. The pricing <laughs> is what gets me all the time. I have yeah. no problem thinking of a title, but when it comes to pricing, I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, yeah. That part, not all the way into, but... Mm -hmm. You know, you have to, if, if the greatest thing I said is to understand your value, Definitely. to understand your value that it took you to make that, get all the stuff. Yeah, it's still well, difficult, but. Yeah, so what would that. you recommend? Cause I know it's different from every, for every artist, but what you, do you recommend as far as um, if someone's having challenges with pricing, mm -hmm. um, what do they need to calculate? What do they need to take into account to find something that's reasonable and that values them? Yeah, so like a recipe. So yeah. the pricing recipe that I've been using is, so first just on a basic level, you wanna just price out whatever material you have and just mm -hmm. have that there. And then you give yourself an hourly rate. And at the end, when you tally it all up, you just look at it and then you attack on just a gap, a smidge gap more, just so that way you make a profit over it. And you know, sometimes it's daunting because you look and you're like, oh my gosh, I did spend like 30 hours on this. But if you were working in an office, that's a work week. Yeah. So you would be getting paid for that too. So it's the same. Yeah, and sometimes just, you have to start, so you have to exactly, exactly. So it's just 
that would be the recipe. And if you don't want to go over a certain price point and you want to be somebody that, because I, I know one artist that he doesn't sell anything that's over $300, but all of his work is within a certain size. Mm-hmm. So that way he can keep it price, well, cost effective, but also he's creating on a scale and he doesn't have to worry about like, oh, I'm going to ask you for $2,000 or something because he kept it at a small little side. So those are yeah. some options. <laughs> Who are some of your artistic inspirations or what artists do you like historically? Historically, oh, I love Keith Haring mm-hmm. um, just for all the obvious reasons. <laughs> um, I always like Georgia O'Keeffe just because of her color um, theme. And then if we're talking about artists now, there's a, an artist called, her name's Danielle. I really like, love her work. It's very colorful and bright. She does large, large scale mm. work. Um, and she's local, which is crazy, but she does what I would consider canvas sizes that are like mural sizes, but it's a canvas and it's wow. badass. Mm. And, um, I even like Kelly Tolls in DC. I really like his work too. How it just pops up everywhere. It's kind of like a weird, creepy cartoon, yep. but it's not. Like I like his vibe. It's very distinctive. Yeah, and yeah, you can totally see it. Like his thing on the side of a building, and not even need to get close enough to know like that that's is his. Yeah, that's his. Yeah. <laughs> so, where can uh, anyone that's listening get prints of your paintings? How can our listeners also keep in touch with you as an artist in your artistic journey? So I'm, they can keep in touch with me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So it's Michelle Iscierto Art. And then on my website as well, I have classes on there. I also have, um, if you want to shoot me a, an email for a commission idea on there. And then it's updated once a month with, what, with whatever work is new that month. So that's actually my homework for tonight. I have to update my <laughs> my treacherous website (laughs) well this was wonderful um i really appreciate you answering all of these questions yeah thank you taking the time out to speak with me yeah yeah so this was awesome um thank you all for tuning in to creative habits podcast peace family thank you for tuning in into another episode of creative habits podcast here is your quote of the day Creativity is allowing yourself to make mistakes. Art is knowing which ones to keep. Scott Adams. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and peace.